it is a lifelong journey. Yeah. You know, there's no amount of money that is going to fix your money blocks. There's no amount of money that's going to uh, make your life perfect or you perfect. And so it, you can kind of just give yourself um, permission just to experiment with those steps. There's mm-hmm. lots of layers within each one. Mm-hmm. But um, so it really is a game. You know, it's a game and we can be loving and curious to ourselves to uncover some of these things because some of them are a little bit more traumatic than others. Yeah. And like be gentle and loving with ourselves. And that's that's really the key that unlocks so much stuff because when you love and take care of yourself, you give yourself permission to receive. You give yourself permission to make money from things that you love. You give yourself permission to use your favorite cup instead of the broken one. And those things compound over time. And that's what that's what creates your first class life, not a lottery win. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's podcast guest is money manifesting expert, coach, and author, Denise Duffield. Denise is the founder of Money Bootcamp and has written three incredible books on manifesting abundance and success, one of which is called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. And this was the book that propelled me to get her on the show for all of you. Seriously, it's so good, you guys. With her refreshing humor and practical wisdom, Denise's work helps female entrepreneurs release money blocks and create outrageously successful lives and businesses. In this episode, we dive deep into the intricate subconscious programming of money shaming beliefs, viewing money as energy and the gateway to freedom and independence, using money as a tool to enhance your goals, Denise's five-step formula for manifesting money or really anything you would like in your life, the importance of learning how to receive comfortably so you don't block bigger financial goals, and so much more. Denise certainly is a master of her art and provides valuable insights into the world of manifesting, plus the practical steps needed to get there. And that was a huge thing for me. You know, it's like all of her steps are very easy to retain and to apply. So definitely check out Denise's books ASAP. And if you haven't already, you can find her on Instagram. Her handle is in the show notes. Let us know that you're listening to this episode. Share it up on your IG stories. If you have any takeaways, favorite parts, questions, DM Denise and or I, or leave us, you know, mentions in the comments. We love hearing from you guys. We love knowing that these episodes are actually creating impact in your life. So looking forward to connecting with you more after you take in this amazing podcast with the incredible Denise Duffield. Enjoy. You guys, before I hit play on this episode, I got to fill you in on one of my secret weapons that helps me to feel great and perform great in my life. I get asked this question all the time. How do you have so much energy? And the truth is, it's my entire lifestyle. But a major factor that plays into this energy is my morning ritual. That's right. That is my secret weapon. It's how I'm starting my days. How you start your day, you guys directly impacts how you are going to move throughout your day. So 
what I wanted to do to really support you to optimize your energy, to help you be very focused and drive yourself in the direction you want to move yourself throughout your day is I created a free downloadable 10 minute kick-ass energy morning ritual. That's right. Cause I know, I know not everybody has a ton of time every morning to designate to a morning practice, but even 10 minutes, 10 minutes at the start of your day will make a major difference. I say it all the time, you guys, inches make the mile. So what do you get in this morning ritual? You get a five minute meditation that you can actually take in at any time of day. It's going to root you, center you, and help you just get very grounded and elevated within yourself. You're also going to get a free downloadable PDF with some action prompts just to help you build the habit of this ritual. So, so there's some journal prompts in there. There's a movement prompt in there. There's some intentional nutrition prompts in there just to help you, you know, be very conscious about the way that you're driving your body and your nutrition throughout the day. Both are huge levers in how you're going to feel and perform. Another call to actions. All of this you can receive by entering your email. There's a link in the show notes, but this is also on blackbeltbeauty.com's homepage. I just made it easy for you by putting this link in the show notes. Put in your email and you will immediately get the meditation and PDF sent to you. I did this because I want you to feel great and perform great in your life. And honestly, you guys, my morning ritual is truly that. It is a secret weapon. It's how I sharpen my sword and how I strengthen my shield and prepare for battle. Whatever life's going to throw at me or whatever I'm, you know, putting myself in, in terms of being in the arena, you know, seek the fight every day. I know that I'm going to be better capable after I have done this morning ritual. So check it out. Let me know if it serves you. DM me on Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty's Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you think and what you feel after practicing this morning ritual. Denise, I'm so excited to be in the space with you and be able to, you know, just have this time to converse with you. I'm really, really excited to pick your amazing brain. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> Oh my God. I am so great. And it's so nice to talk to you. So I, I, I know we're going to have some juicy stuff to talk about and yeah. I'm, I'm always happy to go anywhere you want to go. You know, I'm really excited because first of all, I've never had conversations around money and money mindset on my podcast yet. And you know, this podcast is geared to optimize your life performance, right? So my entire brand, Black Belt Beauty, is a holistic high-performance brand centered around self-mastery, self-development, self-actualization. You cannot ignore the conversation around money and mindset because, you know, I was thinking just before we started, I was like, man, love, death, and money, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure these are the three strongest emotional triggers in the human experience, right? Like money is hardcore <laughs> in terms of its impact yeah. on individuals. Yeah. So I think a great place just kind of set the table for our conversation is what drove you to become a money mindset mentor, you know, start your, your career here. All right. I'm going to start in the middle of that because I remember when I felt the calling for it. I really did. It was a very, very strong calling. And I was like, 
no, fuck that. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about money. Who am I to talk about money? Because I was still in that space of this is a taboo topic for women to talk about. I didn't realize how deep that went. And also money is one of those things where um, it's such a daily part of every part of our lives, but um, we're not supposed to talk about it. We're not supposed to um, talk about it in just a conversational, easy way. We have to have a degree to talk about it. Mm. Um, there, there are gatekeepers around it. So when I felt that calling and it was just like, I was like, no. And then finally I went, you know what? Okay. I will talk about money, but, but on my terms Mm -hmm. and in a way that I'm taking pressure off myself. I don't want to be a financial advisor. I'm not going to be Susie Orman. I'm going to be me. And I'm just going to talk about money. Like I talk about anything else with my friends. So that's that, that's that middle part going way back though. For me, money was always about freedom. I saw the lack of freedom in women's lives in my family's life. My grandmother, she would have left my grandfather, like decades before if she had had the money and not only the money if she'd had the resources that we have right my nan she would have had an Etsy store she would have been a YouTuber she would have been a crafter because she could make curtains and make wedding dresses and do all of these things she was an artist but there was no mechanism for her to make money and I remember um, a couple of years before she died I saw in her closet, she had all these paintings in her closet. And I was like, what, 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 why would they be in her closet? Whose paintings are they? And they were hers. And my grandfather had his whole, had a whole room downstairs. That was his TV room. And he had his bowling trophies and his wrestling trophies and memorabilia from his travels around the world and around Australia. And my nan had to put her paintings in a cupboard. So, even though I didn't know the word feminism as a Mm. kid, I was like, there's something here that I don't want for myself. And so I knew that I wanted financial independence, Mm -hmm. but I thought that was, well, I'll get a job. I'll go to university and I'll get a degree. And I went into corporate life for a little bit as well. You can imagine (laughs) me working at PricewaterhouseCoopers (laughs) was hilarious. But, um, I remember like my aunties and my mom, like my mom had so many bad relationships and I would just sit there as a, as a child, an innocent child going, why don't they just leave? Yeah. Well, they don't leave because they don't have the money to do it. And so it was always, I guess I went into entrepreneurship for very selfish reasons, you know, well, not selfish for independence reasons. Right. Sure. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went into the world of coaching and, um, then I was like, oh my God, I, this isn't just about me. <laughs> this is about all of us. Yes. And realizing that we can have a massive positive impact on the planet when, when women have more money, when uh, the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. has more money, when black women have more money, um, when people who care about the planet have more money, when yes. mothers have more money, when environmentalists have more money when feminists have more money and so it's not about um like I don't think everyone's going to have three or four yachts you know but I want everyone to have enough money to make the choices that they want to 
how they want to live their life according to their values and not be imposed on. And so that's now have obviously a way bigger uh, mission behind mm-hmm. my work, but it literally started from seeing my my grandmother's paintings in her closet. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful and impactful. And I, I, I totally can resonate and, you know, my own upbringing, you know, just, um, yeah, there were issues around, around money and, and even in the relationship factors. So I, I totally relate. And I want to point out something that, you know, you, so I, I discovered you through a friend, first of all, and it led me to your, your recent book, um, get rich, lucky bitch. And you, you know, when you said, you know, money is such a taboo subject and it's not easy for people to really, you know, talk about it. And you wanted to make it a conversation that was easy. Like you're just talking to your friends. That's what I love about you. That is exactly what I picked up. Listen, there's all kinds of money coaches and there's all kinds of money coaches and, and, you know, people in this field, but your voice really spoke to me because it was so, just real and comfortable. So I, you know, that idea that you had, I just want to validate that, you know, that, that is what, you know, you are putting out in the world. Cause that's certainly how I received you. And it was a big part of the inspiration to want to get you on the show and talk to you. And then of course, there's your tactics and strategies and, you know, just so much about, you know, and let's, let, we can just start diving into it. You know, mm. you, first of all, I think something that's really important to say also is that money is energy, right? And I think a lot of people, you know, have ideas around money, like it's dirty or it's something that's wrong or, but like you were just saying, in fact, no, there's a lot of people who, your grandmother even who imagine if she had the the money to put herself in the position to put her artwork out what that would do and so i'm a i'm i'm with you on that and i i i'm a firm believer that i mean it's pretty simple like money gives you access and options and with that yeah. you know right and it's so a maybe- tool right yeah it's a tool that some people use for control purposes it's a tool for some people to build and use for liberation purposes. And and I think that's where we have to trust ourselves that, you know, you're not going to use the tool of money in a way that's against your values um, because you won't. You'll, you won't change. You'll be you, but just with the tools at your disposal. And I see this a lot, say, in the law of attraction world, right, where someone goes, oh, I manifested this bad thing. And so many of those bad things can just be solved with money. Mm. Uh, it's like no big deal. And, you know, I'm a multimillionaire. I, my tires still blow out of my car sometimes, but it's not <laughs> even a blip in my day. There's no meaning behind it for me. I'm yeah. just like sometimes tires pop or like sometimes, you know, kids get sick. But when you don't have those resources, they're very, very big parts of your day, of your week, of your month. And as we see in some countries too, like uh, being sick can be a catastrophic bankruptcy event. Yeah. And so when we take the morality and the deservingness out Mm -hmm. and we just see money as as a tool that we can use to live our values, then, um, then it's easy. But we're meaning making machines, as 
as humans. So we have to unpick all the meaning that we have around it. And we have our own very unique, just as unique as our fingerprint. We have our unique um, background, the time we grew up in, the era that we grew up in, Mm. how our parents were around money, the era that they grew up in, Um, the the country, the culture. Do Mm -hmm. we feel at odds with the culture? The town that you grew up in, the contrast between what you had and what other people had in your life, the... um, Oh, just there's so many layers to it that are so unique. And that's the work. That's the work of coming at it from a place of curiosity, not I am wrong. There's something wrong with me. I have to fix all of those things to be worthy of money. It's like, I'm coming at this with a from a place of curiosity. No wonder I find it hard to charge someone for that because that's related to these five experiences yeah. of my childhood. And that's why I love my work because I find it so fascinating. Well, it's so good. And it leads me to, you know, you have a five-step manifesting money, but really anything formula. And, you know, number if, if you could just walk us through that, because I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, but the de- the number one, the decluttering, I just have to tell you, like, that was huge for me personally. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. And it's so unique. So let's dive into that because I, I think that's going to help a lot of people listening. Well, a lot of law of attraction stuff is is really it's all the same stuff, just in in slightly jumbled ways. Um, and so, a lot of people start with uh, goal setting, yeah. but I I do not because it's some people are just not ready to do it, or they don't know what they want, yeah. or they've never been given the opportunity to discern what they even like. Mm. So I don't even touch that yet, and I start with decluttering. And decluttering, you can be in this for a long time because there's so many aspects to it. There's physical decluttering I think is great. Like before you launch something or whatever, like cleaning up your space can really shift totally. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it happens. Sometimes people find abundance that they d- didn't realize was there. And so a lot of that cleanup stuff is just about um, like keeping your channels clear for abundance. Right. But the the big part of that is um, energetic decluttering. So this is where you look at, examine your beliefs and your stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you work on your limiting beliefs. Like there's a lot of lot of things in there. And I say in, in Money Bootcamp, I say, when in doubt, shave your legs. <laughs> and there's, there's layers to this. Good. Okay. So sometimes <laughs> you just don't, you're like, you're trying to manifest something, but you're like, but I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, whatever you can do, to shift energy sometimes mm-hmm. unlocks other things. And if you, if there's nothing to declutter and you can't, like everyone can just go and shave their legs if they want to. And can I, oh my God, I know you, you'll, so have, good. you'll be fine to hear this. Oh but yeah. Before a launch, like I go to town with like hair removal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like front and back hair removal cream. That is part of my launch process because I, I'm kind it. of good with beliefs, but I want to shift some energy and I want to leave nothing to chance. I want to have the, like, it. yeah, I would just yeah, want to be ready. Smooth and like, yeah. I mean, you just like, I mean, it's, it's essentially just creating space, right? Like, yes. Right. And that's so and important. You, you can dive into symbolic stuff around that, right? So say yeah. you wanted to manifest three new clients. Well, Mm -hmm. you can declutter in symbolism to that. So you can go, well, you know what? I don't have space for clients because I'm doing all this free work for people. I need to declutter that obligation. 
I need to say no to some things. I need to open up some space. I need to open up some energy here for these three clients because where are they going to fit into my life? Mm -hmm. Um, If you wanted to manifest a new house, you can literally start packing up, like declutter. If If you knew that you were moving anyway, what would you do? What would you keep in your current house? And this is where the beliefs start to come in because people go, no, but it's better to have not like it's better to have something broken than have nothing. Oh my goodness. Sometimes it's not. No. Well, I'm, personally, I have to tell you, like I am hardcore about that. I don't like anything broken. I don't like things being old. And it's, I wanted to talk to you about this. Cause I, you, you know, in your book, you, you go through this and like your environment and how that really does affect you. You know, when you're walking, what's interesting. And I, I want you to speak on this. Um, I don't think people realize it's not a conscious realization that every time you walk past that broken, how did you say it in the book? It was like, make do just making do, you know, yeah. you're just like get, getting by like, that is a lack that is a kind of poor energy and people don't realize it's like sticking to them. You know, I'm hyper vigilant. <laughs> like anything that's broken yeah. or looks, to, I don't like it because it doesn't. And I'm also an artist. So like when I look at your space, I'm like, this is gorgeous, you know, and there's big energy that comes from that. So the way the analogy I always use is, If you have a computer or a phone and it's got a lot of old programs running. So before I get jump on a call, I always pause my Dropbox, for Mm -hmm. example, because if that's just running in the background, that might impact our sound quality. I'll close down things that are running. Um, And it's like having all these little viruses on your computer. It's not going to run as efficiently. And you might not consciously see those things. Yeah. But when I was um, when I was really broke, especially in my early twenties, a lot went into being broke for me. It was like, oh, I'm going to wear this jumper that I got from the thrift store, but oh, I have to remember to wear another jumper over it because it's hole under the yeah the thing, and I have to remember that. Um, and that takes up so much energy that yeah. you're not even aware that you have. And so we could talk about the decluttering side for so long, but yeah. I think it's it's shifting energy and it's looking for the symbolic things. Mm. And when in doubt, shave your legs or <laughs> so good. You know, so use hair removal cream on your butthole. <laughs> it feels good too. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's my launch secret is hair removal. I got it. I got it. I'm in July. So I will. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, So that's, that's step number one, right? And Mm -hmm. you can, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to move on to the steps, but you can't skip that one. Right. And sometimes I say to people, they get to step three and nothing's happening. I'm like, Oh, go back to step one for a little bit and just like shift some more stuff. Um, And it's cumulative, right? So when you're dealing with all the emotional decluttering that you need to do, the limiting belief stuff, um, some of that never comes back. And I would say you can clear like 80% of it, 20% of it's going to be your recurring stuff that's just going to stay with you and that's fine. Um, But it's not like it's always going to be the heaviest, heaviest part. You know, like I... I have a life. It's pretty easy for me just to, to declutter some stuff now. I'm not starting from scratch every time. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. The muscle memory. Totally. Same if you took, you know, a year off jujitsu, you could come back. Yeah. 
it's yes, you know, it's starting from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's step number one, declutter. Step number two is decide. And so Mm -hmm. this is where you go, okay, what do I want? And often you'll find with people, um, they'll go, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want. What am I allowed to have? Yeah. Wow. And there's a really interesting phenomenon. You might have heard me talk about this a million times, but it's always worth saying because someone's hearing it for the first time. Mm. Um, from really a really young age, think of how many birthday parties you've been to, not only your own but other people's in your whole life. It's just part of culture. It's in movies and TV and things like that. Mm. And each and every time the kid is told, make a wish but don't tell anyone or it won't come true. Mm. It's ingrained. Right. And so I often find, and that's one example, one example of where this comes up for women where they go, I can't say my goal out loud. People are going to think I'm arrogant. I'm going to jinx it. I'm going to scare my goal away. And I actually don't know what I want because I've got all this junk here. So sometimes, yeah, like the decluttering really helps that. Sometimes you need to go back and declutter some more stuff. Um, and I believe there's so many different ways to set goals. I don't think there's any perfect way, but it's about attention, right? Sure. It's about attention, yeah. where our attention is is living. So most people know what that entails, goal setting and things like that. Step number three is surrounding yourself with posit- positivity. And so this is where I love to use ongoing work like affirmations, mm-hmm. um, like um making the password on my computer, my, my goal. So I'm Mm. typing it in millions of times. That's Mm -hmm. a great one. And I like to do automatic ones as much as possible. So um, like what podcast comes on your car when you get in your car and you commute, Mm -hmm. what, um, what wakes you when you wake up, what do you see the first thing that you wake up? And so you can create all of these little anchors around yourself. This is also examining who you're hanging out with. Um, you know, and it's, you don't have to declutter your friends, but it's like, what is the sea you're swimming in? Are you swimming in a sea of possibility and encouragement and, um, you know, like great fertile energy? Or are you swimming in a, a sea of negativity? You can't do that. Why are you doing that? Um, and there's so many ways that you can create that and curate that for yourself from the free to the expensive a free could be like free for example is what's in your instagram feed like Mm. you have the power to curate your feed Mm -hmm. are you seeing things that inspire you to grow and to think and to change or are you seeing things that make you feel doubt and shame Mm. because we know how that algorithm works Right. We sure do. It's designed, right? So we have to be very intentional yes. about that. Um, so this is all the external stuff that we're allowing into our world. And when I said from free to expensive, you know, people often ask me, oh, how do I find a mastermind? And I go, mm. you can buy into a mastermind. You can find a mentor that you want to work with. And most things are a buyable experience. You don't have sure. to be de- deserving or worthy to yeah. find these people. Um, you can find free Facebook groups of entrepreneurs. You know, there's so many ways you can curate that, but that's really, really important. Um, it's And this is where, too, the decluttering comes hand in hand because you were saying about, you know, there might be some things in your life that every time you see it, it makes you feel like crap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can create these things in your life and every day. So, for example, uh, no, it's on this side. These flowers, they're fake flowers. Yeah, but it's like, beautiful. 
it just I would never makes know. me feel happy. They make me happy, yeah. girl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the mug that I use mm-hmm. makes me feel happy. Yes. And these little things are so... Um, it's the opposite of the computer having all the crappy programs, right? Right. All of these things layer in. I'm worthy. I'm deserving. I'm the sort of person who does take care of myself. And that directly translates to your business because you then don't put up with things. You are more inclined to send that invoice because yes. you've, had, you've had this little layer of armor. Almost. Yes. That's so good. Um, I mean, yeah. I just, and yeah. yeah, no, please. No, go ahead. Please. No, no. <laughs> I'll take a sip of drink. You yeah. Well, I was just, I was just, I was going to say, you know, I mean, this really all just, you know, it's like orbiting around this concept, really this reality that money is really a mindset, right? And everything yeah. is affecting this mindset. You know, all the, everything that you're sharing and that we'll further get into is literally, you know, shaping the direct, I have, this came to me in meditation one day for my highest self, but she's like, Hey, rocks, wherever you're looking is where you're going. And it's that concept, you know, like if you're looking at, you know, lack or feeling lack or hearing lack and, you know, not worthiness and all the things, I mean, your mindset towards money is really going to, you know, live in that space. So please continue because there's more, but it's just, it's just everything that you're saying is just validating that, you know, what I believe to be truth, that money is a mindset. I'm sure there's a surfing analogy in there, right? Because if you're in a big <laughs> wave, like you have to look where you're going, because I'm sure if you look back, like that means you're going to fall, right? Oh my God. Wait, hold on. I love you. You're a woman of my heart because actually I'm going to give you the, there is a, there is a surfing, there's always a surfing analogy, but the perfect surfing analogy is this. Literally when you, when you're surfing, wherever you're looking is where your body's going to go. So if you're paddling and you're looking down at your board and you're looking to guess where you're going, you're, you're, you're going down. But when you, when you, when you paddle and you're looking down the wave, this is when you get up and you start to, to go down the line. So it is, you just nailed it. Good work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've heard the similar thing in like, uh, race car, racing and stuff as well like if you're crashing it's like you can't look to the wall that you're about to crash into you have to you have to turn your head because that like that takes us where we want to go and it can be really hard and I'm not going to say this is easy because sometimes you are swimming in a sea that you have no control over sure and if you grew up poor Mm -hmm. um you know if you are different to other people in your community there is real prejudice there is real stuff there there is real racism in the world right and so you can't gaslight yourself and go well if only I worked harder then I will be able to push through this with work and you you can't but one thing you can do is to give yourself examples of people who have done something that you want to do. Mm. And that can be very, very powerful because, um, you know, sometimes you are the first, but oftentimes there's someone who has done something that you want to do. And so, yeah, as I, don't gaslight yourself. I'm not gaslighting anybody, but you can be intentional within your control mm-hmm. to what is surrounding you and helping you go where you want to go. 
So that's step number three. So we did decluttering, decide, and then surrounding yourself with positivity. Step number four is inspired action, which, you know, a lot of people talk about inspired action. And this is um, back when I was coaching people and I'd say, well, what action are you going to take this week? And they'd go, well, I guess I'm going to research venues for that event that I said I want to put on. I go, that's not going to do shit. Like researching is not going to um, shift you into a different dimension of accountability. Booking a venue and putting a deposit down, that's going to be the thing that puts your butt into gear to sell those tickets. Researching is not going to impact. It's not going to make a ripple on anything. So this is where it's like, what is the one action that's going to have a cascade effect to everything else? Yeah. Well, can you actually pull on that a little bit or let me pull on that? Yeah. Because that's, that's huge what you said. And I love it. What is that difference? You know, like, cause people could be like, what do you mean researching? This is important versus putting yourself in that position where you put the deposit down and it's like, all right, now shit's getting real. Accountability. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. And there's something there too, about meeting the universe halfway. Mm. You know, like there's something there of like you knock on a uh, you knock on a door, the universe knocks on a hundred doors for you. It's the multiplier effect of action that's actually going to shift something mm. in the world, and it's faith, it's skin in the game. Yes, and it's often and it really depends on your personality because some people they will let themselves off the hook a million times, but if one person believes in them, they will do it. Or if it will inconvenience one person, (laughs) they will do it. So if one person buys a ticket to your event and you're that kind of person who will never let anyone down in a billion years, Mm -hmm. then that is an inspired action because then, cool, you're going to have to tell other people about the event. You're going to have to show up. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do your slides. Oh, this is awesome. You're going to have to prepare. (laughs) And then, then you've done it. And then you can do it again. Yeah. Um, so an inspired action I did, I remember this in like August, July, I don't know, July, 2011, let's call it. I went, I really want to write my first book. It wasn't even my first book. I'd done heaps of other books before, but I was like, I really want to write lucky bitch. That's yeah. I ca- it came to me in the shower. I was like, universe, send me a best-selling book idea. Came to me in the shower. I was like, I really want to do this, but I am such a, a procrastinator when it comes to writing. <laughs> I am horrible. It's such a horrible process for me. I'm going to reframe it, right? So yeah. what I did yesterday, I was like, what podcast do I want to listen to? I went and had a human design reading to see what's the ease in writing books. But anyway, yeah. what I did was I I went, hey, guys, my first book is coming out on the 7th of September, 2011. Um, here's where you can buy it. And you'll get it on that date. I took pre-orders. Wow. And I fucking wrote that book. Girl, that's inc- <laughs> that's gangster right there. That's hardcore. Like what? Ladies, I am so excited to let you know that Queendom, Black Belt Beauty's exclusive membership community for women only, has officially opened her doors and is welcoming new members. Queendom is an exclusive community of high-minded, empowering, supportive, badass women who are all on a mission to live from their fullest potential in life. This empowered space is monitored by me personally to ensure that it is non-toxic, non-competing, and an inspiring, energetic environment. 
What this membership includes is one monthly live Zoom call with me, where I take you on a deep dive and a specific focus for the month. So think topics like self-love, self-confidence, and vitality. These topics are vital to living from your fullest potential in life. So these talks are going to support you to get more clarity on them and help you to develop and strengthen your relationship with them in your life. You get one monthly challenge that is specific to the focus for the month for stronger development and progress in that area. You get a monthly workbook with a summary of that topic and journal prompts around the subject. You get a variety of intentional meditations that I create to help you get rooted in specific areas of yourself and your life. You get exclusive Black Boat Beauty Radio podcast guest content for Queendom members only. And ladies, I love to have fun, so you can expect to have a lot of it in Queendom. There will be several pop-up virtual events, including more live coaching sessions with me, beauty sessions, training sessions, cooking hangs, master classes and Q&As, all with high-level guest experts. You also get my VIP high performance vault. So think my top tools that I rely on to feel my best, to look my best and to perform my best in life. Above all, you get community and accountability support from the incredible members of Queendom who are on aligned missions to live from their fullest potential in life. You know, one of my favorite quotes that sums up my aim with Queendom is this one by Reid Hoffman. No matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you will always lose out to a team. You guys, I want you all to be winning in your life from within and out. And I'm a firm believer that teamwork truly does make the dream work. So I've designed Queendom to be exactly that, a team of women who are supporting the best in each other to actualize their dreams into life. So the cost for all of this is just $40 a month. And that price is exclusive to this period of enrollment only. For those who purchase a full year of membership up front, you get one month of membership for free. Investing in this membership is investing in yourself. So if you're ready to join Queendom, go to blackbeltbeauty.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Ladies, let's seek the fight together in 2021 as a badass team of empowered queens. Membership has its privileges. I can't wait to see you and support you in the queendom. We have to pick up because that you had a lot of guts. That's a lot of courage. That's a lot of confidence. No, it's not though. Because that's how... Because that's what you need to do. You are writing a book. It comes to this faith part again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you are writing a book. You are launching that course. There's no lie in it. But you need that extra accountability to actually make it happen. Yeah. So, hey, guess what? I did deliver that book. It was at 9 p.m. on the 7th of <laughs> September, which also happened to be my birthday. Oh, my Lots goodness. Of people never do this by the way lots of people go I'll launch it on my birthday because it's symbolic and then it fucking ruins your birthday so do not do what I did but I did I delivered it at 9 p.m on that day like I said I was going to but without that inspired action of taking those pre-orders and it was like ten dollars a book right so it wasn't the end of the world if I but there was no out for me I was gonna write that book and I did and I did um and so it it depends on your personality 
but you have to look at what motivates you mm. and that's the inspired action. So for a lot of people, it's it's public accountability or it's booking the thing, yeah. you know, book, book it and it will happen. Yeah. Um, for example, people say to me, I really want to release my course. And I'm like, well, book a videographer. Yeah. Yeah. Like just book it in because you will then work on your scripts. You will then make it happen. Right. Sometimes you need to pay someone mm. to be your accountability. And that's, that's skin in the game. That's yeah. literally, you've got money in the game. Otherwise it's all theoretical and you will let yourself off the hook a million times. So inspired action is so much about accountability. So good. It's so, so important. And it's also how you, you know, a lot of my girls that I coach, I mean, a big core teaching of mine is self-trust. And I always say like, you don't, there's no handouts to that. You got to earn that shit. Everything you just said is like putting yourself in the position to earn that trust in yourself you know, win or learn. And, and that's obviously so important when you are, you know, moving yourself in the direction to manifest, not just, you know, we talk about prosperity, not just like actual money, but like just abundance in life period, like just not settling for like the mediocre status quo, right. To go bigger, you need to have that trust. So I love, I love inspired action. So good. So powerful. Yes, it's good. Um, and it's hard, right? Because we don't always want to do the thing. No, no. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about number five. Yeah. So number five is where sometimes it all gets derailed. <laughs> and this is great. Uh, <laughs> so real. This is great. Yeah, but but anytime you get derailed, you just go back to step number one. There's more stuff I need to declutter here. There's more emotional stuff. There's stories that I need to work through. And so you can literally go back and forth. I see it as a circle, but mm. you can go back and forth forever, right? Um, yeah. So step number five is about receiving because often people get all the way to the end and then they go, oh, no, don't pay me. Yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah. I'll just do that for free. Oh, that's okay. I'll do this for you. You do this for me. Oh, no, that's okay. You Like, I'll pay. Mm. And they never get to that part where it's like, oh, okay, I received that. And this is practice, okay, for all of us. So next time someone says, oh, I'll buy coffee, you go, thank you, that's so nice of you. And it's, I, it rolls off my tongue like that now, but I'd be like, eh, no, no. And it's like I couldn't even receive a, a cup of coffee from my best friend. That's amazing. And, and so, yeah, you're speaking to my heart okay. right now. Please continue. <laughs> Right. And so it could be that you practice and you go, oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. Mm-hmm. Or I actually made myself say, wow, thank you. I received that. Yes. That's what we make one of my I receive that. We, we just go, I receive because it is so hard. I receive. <laughs> so hard. Um, you can start with compliments. So mm. if, you can, if you can't even receive a cup of coffee yet, you might have to baby step your way up to it. But you can start with a compliment. If someone says to you, hey, you look great today. And I did this yesterday. My friend said, oh, you look great. And I said, are you serious? Because <laughs> I was like, I had really dirty hair. And like, you know, I was out at my farm. And she was just like, you look great. And I deflected it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't I actually didn't say I, I look like shit. I, I said it in my head. So I was like, well, that's progress. At least I didn't say it out loud. Totally. Um, yes. Yeah, so maybe that's the baby step, right? Instead of deflecting, you just deflecting your head and you don't say it. And then the next step might be, thank you. The next step might be, I, thank you. I received that. Thank you. It's so nice. And then you Love can it. receive the free cup of coffee. And you, you might think, well, what's the 
who cares? Because if you can't receive a compliment, how are you going to receive that million dollars that you you think you're asking the universe for? Yes. I love that so much because it's so common. I mean, I honestly like that again, when I say you're speaking to my heart, I've done a lot of work in that department because I'm such a giver and you know, it's not like I don't feel worthy. It's just, I've become so comfortable with giving that it is harder to receive, but I've made progress there. And I actually, even the compliment, um, example is great. Cause I, I always remember my mom, she's incredible. She pointed that out years, years ago when I was, I'm in my forties now. And, you know, she's like, especially for women, women have a hard time accepting compliments, you know? So I think that's an epic yeah baby step to the free coffee to the million dollars. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you can practice with it, right? So yeah. I remember being at a cafe and thinking, oh, I really want some extra milk. <laughs> and it was just like, I can't ask for milk. And so I had to, I literally did it as a practice to go, hey, do you mind if I get some extra milk? And they'd go, yeah, no problem. And it, so part of that too was receiving ease. Yeah. You know, um, like the first time I flew business class, mm. they forgot to give me the pajamas. Yeah. And like I paid for it. Like I'd paid for it in full. It wasn't through, you know, like a big company. Mileage it wasn't or, through points. Yeah. I'd paid for it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't ask them for the pajamas and like the little bag. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so symbolic of like, oh, I still don't believe that I, I belong here. And wow. so. I mean, then the next time I flew, I was like, oh, hey, I didn't get my pajamas or, oh, do you mind doing my bed? You know, and, and so, it, but it's practice yes. to ask and it's practice to receive yes. without deflecting or, um, oh, no, someone else can have that or, oh, I'm not allowed to, um, you know, like, and you've got to think about that from a plain analogy, right? Because it's so easy for us to, we all know the difference between economy, premium economy, yeah, in first class, like we can see it. It's right, no. right, and it's very deliberate how they change it. Like they could put the same toilet oh, paper yeah. in all of the bathrooms, but they choose not to. No, for um, sure. And they very deliberately, yeah, they very deliberately create these these things. And so, you know, like nowadays, though, your version of a first class life could be completely different to mine. And we live in this world where. You know, you can abundantly choose to live in a tiny house in the middle of nowhere and that's your first class option, Mm. whereas it used to be much more delineated of like, well, this is what wealthy means. You have to dress like this. This is the type of car that you drive. This is what you look like. And we have to dismantle a lot of that in our own heads to go, you know, what's okay for me to receive abundance in in the way that I want to. And that often sends us right back to step number one, decluttering. What are our beliefs? Totally. What are our beliefs about what a wealthy person looks like? Oh, okay, I need to dismantle that. Okay, then what do I choose when I decide what I want? How do I surround myself with more images of that so I believe it's possible for myself? What inspired action can I take today to take me closer to that version of my first class life? And then when the little signs and the signposts come along the way, how do I receive that and not reject it? Yeah. Oh, Ben, I have to go right back to number one because I've. <laughs> it's so good to me. Well, I love it because, yeah. again, and this is something that really stood out about your work to me, but everything's just so practical. 
And that's really helpful, especially when we're talking about something as sticky and as, you know, just triggering and, and, and really difficult as money, you know? So to have these very practical steps and, and opportunities, you know, that you're pointing out that arrive every single day, we just have to be aware and conscious. And that's what you, you know, you're, you're helping individuals realize is like they're really everywhere. There's an opportunity everywhere to, you know, dive into the practices that will support you to move past your shit, to get clear, to take the inspired action, all the things. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a Virgo, so I yeah. I think where I come from, I'm always like, but I don't understand what I would do to activate the law of attraction. I was like, do I just meditate everywhere? Like I didn't understand it. Yeah. And now I realize when I can see someone who's going, it's not working for me, I'm going, because you're just kind of sitting and wishing for things and it's that's not how it works. Yeah. You don't have to deserve it and even for pure skeptics right you can go Mm -hmm. through each stage and see how you are just training your brain to look for opportunities to have more energy to look for opportunities to put yourself in the path of success to say yes to things and so you can look at it from a purely skeptical point of view and see how your brain is just is creating that and then yet even as skeptical as I am sometimes there's that 20% that when you put yourself in that in that space, mm-hmm. somehow the universe does come up and the weird synchronicities oh, do totally. happen, right? Yeah. But you've got to meet the universe halfway. Oh, it's so true. And it's, I mean, I know in my own life, there are some stories where people, what? Like, it's just, but, you know, um, you know, prior to launching my brand and actually even when I launched my brand and podcast and everything. Uh, the largest part of my career life uh, has been a freelance artist. So as a celebrity makeup artist, yeah. right? And freelance yeah. is hardcore. There's no guarantee to anything. I mean, you got to, I got to the top 1% of my career where, you know, you have some steady clients and they have films and things, but you just, you just never really know. And the greatest thing um, for me, the game, I mean, even, okay. So 2020 was like, everyone's like, oh my God, everything's so uncertain for sure. Uncertainty was at an all time high in everyone's face, but in my world, because as a freelance artist for, you know, these decades, I'm like, I, I live on my edges. I'm, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've learned to rely on myself, my faith, my, my beliefs. And I've had to do a lot of this work that you're sharing, which, you know, like the stories. And one thing I really want to talk about with you as well is like money blocks and even your language around money, because I, you know, I grew up in a family where it's like, we, we, I know what it feels like to have no food in the house. And I also know what it feels like Mm -hmm. to fly on a private fucking jet and that, you know, yeah. It's really amazing, actually, what I think I, I appreciate every aspect of my my life, really. But just to have that polarity, you know, um, it was really interesting. And, you know, there was always this threat, even though we had it. It's like this, like money was a threat. And I have had to work through that. And especially as a freelance artist, because if I didn't switch things up in my money mindset, in my mindset around money, I would never have climbed to the top 1% in my career, you know, and then also be in this position now to have, you know, my, to be where I'm at with my career. So money blocks, you know, and the language around money. Can we, can we dive into that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So this, there's one thing there I want to talk to though. So we talk about mm-hmm. the decluttering stuff. Yeah. So my, my philosophy around that is throw everything at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so often we go, well, let's, let's look at our conscious thoughts about money where we go. Yeah, cool. We've been told that money is bad and you have to work hard to make money, all that kind of stuff. But I, I like going even deeper than that. And you go, there's not that many generations ago that there was a massive threat. If you had no food, you would die. Like you would die. Right. Right. And so that lives in us as well. Um, And then you think of like all our individual lineages and, and some of the trauma that might've come up around that. And so one really simple example, right. That we all have to deal with is taxes, (laughs) taxes. But when you hear that word, what does it conjure up for you? Yeah. And I would love to hear what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you say the ta- taxes or the tax man or the tax department. Yeah, it's it's it it's it's almost fear. It's like uh you just need to make sure you're doing everything right and you know, it's I think because in money, finance in the finance world, um unless you're super dialed into it, it could be very con- confusing. You could be doing all the right things and you can still make a mistake. Um, so I guess maybe the, the word really is, is overwhelm, you know, and, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not empowering at all. (laughs) It's not. And that's one word around money. And so this is where it is kind of a lifelong process of picking and being curious about it because when, um, like go back 200 years, right? In mm-hmm. some countries, like, for, so my ancestors come from England mm-hmm. um, and Germany. And so uh, my ancestors, I, I don't even really know, but like, I feel like I've got a milkmaid kind of, <laughs> I was probably like, you know, like on a farm or, you know, they were never yeah. wealthy people, but, but the tax man used to come to your house, right? Oh, wow. And collect the taxes. And so when I hear that, I feel this real dread of like being a, like a woman, a helpless woman who has this horrible man come and, and collect money. And I, again, does that live within me in my cells, in my body? Or is that from watching Robin Hood as a kid <laughs> and seeing like the sheriff of Nottingham and, you know, and that, and so we don't know where some of that stuff comes from, Such but a we great just point. see that as yeah, and the other part of me is Australian, mm. and a lot of um, like the white settlers who came to Australia were English convicts, mm. and they were like hadn't paid their taxes, or they, you know, like couldn't pay their debts, and so right. they were thrown on prison ships and, and sent to Australia. And you think how many of us have these very traumatic experiences with authority with um with money where it was extremely do or die Mm -hmm. and now we we kind of live in a world where yes there's still poverty and it's still but our bodies don't know the difference right like our bodies are just like I'm gonna fucking die and um and so just it's about being curious about every aspect of money because just the actual exchange of like an invoice and money yeah. coming back. That's the least part yeah. of it. Right. Well, you know, listen, all I'm, this other stuff. Yeah. It's so, you know, I'm really deep in the, the integrate, um, integrative medicine, you know, root cause medicine. 
I mean, my it's a holistic high performance lifestyle brand. Why is it not just a high performance lifestyle brand? Because you can't, for in my opinion, to perform optimally in life, we need the whole picture. So what you're saying, yeah. it just, it's so perfect in that it's like it's root cause. Like it's not just about the invoice and the transaction. It's like all the layers underneath things that we can't see that we're not aware of. And I love, love, yes. love that you integrate. It's it's a curiosity that's going to drive you to you know pull back the layers. So good. Exactly. Let me give you another example, right? So um, Mark and I, so Mark's my husband, he's in my business. We can both look at our cupboard, our food cupboard, and he'll say, there's nothing to eat in here. And that sends like, it's immediately hits that, that part of me of being a kid and not having a lot of like resources, right? Yeah. I can look at the same cupboard and go, that's overwhelming in how much food there is. And so what's the experience, right? And so his mom, um, abundance of food was her love language. So she would buy like freezers Mm -hmm. so she could store extra food and they never, ever got through it. And so every like five years, she'd have to go through and chuck everything (laughs) out. Whereas in my family, we moved house every six months. And so if I saw a cupboard that was too full, it felt like a burden. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because we lived in this space of like my mom would buy food on that day and mm-hmm. eat it basically. Right. Yeah. And and so even looking at we don't just live by ourselves often we have family and partners and friends who bring all of their stuff in yes. together as well. But without that curiosity piece like when Mark and I first lived together when we were in our very early 20s I'd be like what do you mean? Like we would just fight about it because he'd go, there's nothing to eat. And I go, I could make 50 meals with the stuff that's in here. Like, what are you talking about? And so then he would go and bulk buy because that's how he wanted to show love. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, in my mind going, well, when we have to flee in the dead yeah. of night to another house, how am I going to pack up all this shit? Yeah. And so good. But now we can have this conversation and I can say, hey, babe, this is where I'm coming from. And then he can see it because my mom lives with us on and off. She um she travels around Australia in her RV and then she comes and lives with us. And occasionally my mom will be like, I'll cook dinner. And she'll go buy one carrot, one onion. Like she's just yeah. not that kind of person who thinks ahead. Yeah. Um, and so there's so many layers of this. And a new layer that I've just discovered recently is that I've got ADHD and I didn't know that. Oh, okay. And I now I see that my mom has ADHD. And um, and it's very, very obvious in hindsight. And so mm. I'm looking at some of the things in my life through a completely different lens. Sure. Now. Yeah. Um, and so this is why I find this work so fascinating because every time you move into a different phase of life, mm-hmm. you will uncover new old money blocks or old oh new money blocks. So um, true. You're yes, so right. Like, and it is, it's gnarly too. Cause it's like, like, I'm such a, first of all, I've been writing my whole life. I'm a stickler about words. Like I, you know, because I always like words are an experience. That's how I view words. And so like, I cannot stand hearing the words with all due respect. And listen, I didn't grow up with a, you know, silver spoon. So I can say this like freely, but like, oh, I can't afford it. Or, oh, it's just because, and you know why, Denise, I mean, listen, I'm an empowerment coach for a reason, because 
the energy that I feel when I hear that is so disempowering. And while it may hold truth, there's other ways that you can position it to where it is empowering. Like you're like, yeah, I want that, but right now it's not my priority or whatever, you know, but this is like, you know, and so when you have people, so maybe you've got your language dialed, but maybe there's people around you that you love who don't. And then it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting to have to work through not just your own self and your own money mindset, but like your, your, the circle around you. Let me fix that. You have to work (laughs) around the circle around you as well. Definitely. Because I had to say to Mark as well, when you say things like that, that triggers me at a very deep survival level. Yes. And, you know, you might not mean it in a literal way, but my body responds in a very literal way. Um, so when you say we don't have enough food, yeah. like that sends my body into like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, your nervous famine like, stuff, right? Yeah, totally. Fight or flight. Like, oh, yeah. shit, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess a good way to like wrap this whole thing up is that like it is a lifelong journey. You know, there's no amount of money that is going to fix your money blocks. There's no amount of money that's going to make your life perfect or you perfect. And so you can kind of just give yourself um, permission, just experiment with those steps. There's Mm -hmm. lots of layers within each one. Mm -hmm. But um, so it really is a game, you know, it's a game and we can be loving and curious to ourselves to uncover some of these things because some of them are a little bit more traumatic than others. Yeah. And like be gentle and loving with ourselves. And that's that's really the key that unlocks so much stuff because when you love and take care of yourself, you give yourself permission to receive. You give yourself permission to make money from things that you love. You give yourself permission to use your favorite cup instead of the broken one. And those things compound over time. And that's what that's what creates your first class life, not a lottery win. It's yeah. Oh my goodness. All of those things that. that you have control over. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is, you know, it's so good. You are providing information that you know, when you think of like root cause medicine too, we're thinking about longevity and your work is, you're not, it's not just having a peak moments of prosperity. I mean, you're inviting, you know, individuals, I know women is a, is a huge focus in your business as well, but, um, you know, to, to create this process so that you are forever, as long as you're here prospering in your life. And that is so empowering yes. and amazing. I love that. Let me ask you, um, yeah. Is there anything that, this is just a question that I love to ask all my guests as we start to kind of move uh, towards the end of the conversation, but is there anything that you haven't spoke about in this talk yet that maybe you wish people would invite you to speak more on or something that's really like at the top of your mind and your heart? um, No, like I'm really lucky that I live in this time where I can just talk all day <laughs> um, because that's what I got in trouble for at school, right? Is, Me too. You know, Denise is talking in class. Yeah. And now you can just be a podcaster and it's great. Um, so no, I, I just think we, we can have, all of us can have gratitude that we live in this time. Um, 
And that always helps me turn things around whenever I have a bad day, which I, of course I do like anyone else, but I just think, oh, my nan would have loved to live in this time. My mom as well, you know, like my mom's super young, she's 61, but you know, if she came of age now, like she's super creative as well. And so sometimes we've got to look beyond ourselves and yes, the limitations and fears that we have now, but realize how very, very lucky we are and we can leverage these tools. We can leverage, you know, a tool that Mark Zuckerberg created to rate hot girls at school. I know hundreds, thousands of women who have leveraged that tool yes. to create abundance for themselves and others. Um, you know, we're talking on Zoom. We wouldn't have been right. able to do this 20 years ago. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have even been able to connect. Right. Um, we would have sat in our town thinking, oh my God, am I the only one who thinks this way? No, we can find each other now. We can find our beautiful yes. community. And so, yeah, I'm just, I always just emphasize that, that we live in the best time. We're so lucky to be alive right now and leverage it to create good in the world. Make money, change the world is, is, is often what I tell people. Make money, change oh, the world. You're so amazing. I love that. Okay. One of my favorite questions to ask my amazing guests, if you had a magic wand and you could give the masses one habit that would have a large ripple effect on their life, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a tricky question, right? I yeah. love tapping, emotional freedom technique, mm -hmm. tapping. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just such a great tool. Like it's really helped me, especially before I could afford therapy. Mm -hmm. um, it's free. It's easy. Yeah. You can look it up on YouTube. Um, people have created videos for everything. I just think that would just create so much, um, so much good in the world. Kids love it. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a really good one. Yeah. I love it. It's so great. It's yeah. I love yeah, it. It's great. Okay. So to wrap out our talk um, that I'm so grateful to have with you, I like to do what's called rapid fire words. So I'm going to throw some words at you that you do not have to be rapid in your response back. I just would like to know when I say these words to you, what comes to you know the top of your mind and the top of your heart? Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. First word is love. Oh yeah. Just it's everything. It's the fabric of our universe. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Fear. Um, oh, again, a tool it's useful to protect us and it doesn't to control us. Truly challenge. Tame it. We can tame it. Yeah. Um, or oh, challenge is a good one because I remember my hubby saying, oh, I want a challenging career and bloody hell, he had a series of very challenging bosses. Um, and so challenge is a word that I use very carefully, right? <laughs> um, you know, it can be a puzzle, it can be a quest or it can be, it can be, it can be problems. So um, like I always come at the belief of like, I can always find a solution, Yes. And I love that. I think it's a good, yeah. There's yeah. nothing that I can't solve. Yes. With, um, yeah, yeah. With love and support or with tools or with money. Cool. Tol I can solve some things with money. Truly, girl. <laughs> Truly. Okay. <laughs> Next word is passion. Oh, no, wait. Let's oh. go back to the challenge. What I, what just came up for me. Yes. Not everything is my responsibility. That's, that's where that's huge. I often see challenges that other people face or a challenge. And I go, that's my responsibility to fix. And it's something I'm really working on. I was like, that's not my, that's my problem. I don't have to take on everyone's challenges as well. 
that's great really for me. That's really good. I mean, I know a lot of people who would appreciate that because that's a real thing. People take on more than they need to. Um, yep. I love it. Passion. Um, yeah, for me, that's the juice of what wakes you up, what gets you excited. And um, yeah, like creativity is my passion. Freedom's my passion. I love it. Uh, sorry, I'm going to just short circuit <laughs> synopsis. Um, courage. Courage. Um, you know that Joan of Arc quote of like, um, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. I think sometimes we see that as if we're afraid, then that's a no signal from the universe. Mm. And so I, I often tell people like absence of fear is not the goal. Mm-hmm. You only have to have like your desires and your dreams just a little bit bigger than your fear. Not all the time, just just sometimes. And so I think courage is one of those things that like we see it as all or nothing, that we have to be this big, bold, unafraid person all of the time. And courage can be small and quiet and it can be incremental. And mm. that still counts. Totally. Ah, so true. So good. I love it. Two more words. Resilience. Oh yeah. Resilience. I think, um, my, this is a great one, right? Sorry. None of mine are going to be short. So I realized recently as I was getting more abundant that I had a story that I wasn't allowed to enjoy all of the fruits of my labor because I would lose my resilience. Wow. And yes. So let's take that away. Um, if anyone listening has a similar relationship where I was like, oh no, I have to be poor to be resilient. And how are my kids going to learn resilience? Because they're growing up as rich kids living in a mansion on the beach. Yes. And I wasn't allowing myself to use the underfloor heating that we put in our bathroom mm. because I was like, well, you can't get used to having warm feet because what happens like if you lose everything and you have to go back to a, a small cold house, you're going to wow. lose your resilience. And so I had to really reframe that and go, no, my resilience is always here and it's it's here whenever I need it. And it's not related to my income. I can choose to be resilient and I can teach that to my kids to be resilient. So that was a big aha that I had That's when huge. I moved into this, this house, like my dream house last year. Um, yeah, my resilience is totally up to me. I love that. That's so helpful because I know a lot of people are, they live in that space. Nope. Got to hang out in this level or else I'm going to get soft (laughs) and not be capable. Soft and lazy. And right. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So good. Good Final word is excellence. Oh, okay. So I, I used to jokingly tell people that I went to the entrance high school of excellence and it wasn't a joke that landed very well except if you were from that area and you realized that my school that I went to wasn't a good school so I would just say it to people with a straight face and they'd go oh that sounds great I'd go oh you're clearly not from that town that's fine um so I used to have this um this belief that everything I had to do had to be perfect And yet, as a Virgo perfectionist, nothing is ever perfect. Nothing. No. And so, I, I, uh, someone in the boot in my money boot camp said it, and I wish I don't want to claim it as my own, but I can't remember who said it. And she said, Denise, your half-assed is someone else's excellence. Mm. 
Mm. And I just went, oh, yeah, we're always beating ourselves up that everything has to be perfect, but it's unattainable. Yeah. And as long as we are helping somebody and our heart's in it, it's it doesn't have to be perfect. So excellence for me is just like showing up sometimes. Right? Yes. Like, oh, sure. I love that. No, that's so good. It's, yeah, very... You are incredible. I am so, so grateful. Listen, thank you for being such a powerful, empowering contributor, truly. I'm so grateful that my friend, you know, directed me to you and I, you know, got to read your amazing book. And I know you have all kinds of supportive tools. I mean, your money boot camp. Please, where can people just either get into your boot camp, work with you, all the things, follow you, Instagram? Absolutely. So if you're in front of your phone or computer, um, follow me on Instagram is probably the easiest one. So my handle everywhere is at Denise DT. That's Mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But I love getting DMs from people on Instagram telling me um, like an aha, like if there's one thing you remember from from this interview, um, let me know what that is because it's, I love being of service and I love hearing that it's made a difference in someone's life. And then my website's denisedt.com as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, slash bootcamp is where you would find the details for my money bootcamp, which is a, a, an amazing community. And we have live monthly calls as well with all the, the tools within the tools that we spoke about today because there are a lot of nuances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my I would love to hear from your community. Yes. And your podcast. Well, I will be pushing all your money. You've got a podcast, girl. You've got a money tracker. There are so many. Don't don't worry. I'm your PR. Okay. It comes natural to me. I did just watch my my podcast, but you know why I forgot about it? Because I love batching things. Mm. So I hired like three half days in a podcast studio because otherwise I wouldn't have done it. That was my inspired action, looking in the podcast studio. Oh, and then it. literally I was like, oh, I'm in the podcast studio tomorrow. I need to think of some things to say. I recorded 28 episodes and then I just handed them all over oh, to my, my team goodness. and they all do it. And I don't have to think about it until November, like 28. Girl, that's so in my next one. That's amazing. Know, but that's how just batch that's- it all. I talk a lot about batching in my book, Chillpreneur. Okay. That's, that's, uh, I haven't read that one yet. So I will, I'll jump on that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that one. That's got a big mix of business marketing, money mindset, pricing advice, like all that kind of stuff. So that's so, yeah. And that's audible, Kindle, paperback, all the, all the things. So that's always, you know, if anyone wants to jump in and try a bit of Denise reading one of my books is a really perfect way to start. So good. Well, you know, listen, your, your book on Kindle, I make flashcards and your, I mean, your book has so many flashcards because it's- Oh, I love it. Yeah. This is how, you know, it's just fun to, you know, for more retention. And there's so many great statements that are like affirmations um, in your book. So thank you with all my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Um, my pleasure. Being connected with you. You are truly a beautiful human and contributor. So thank you, Denise. Thanks, Roxy. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, 
do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.